Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, B-Fan Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in as always. Thank you for giving us your time. Today I'm back here with my cousin, Henri. And I guess we're just going to talk about what's been going on lately. How you been growing, man? It's been a minute since I've seen you. I've grown a lot, man. Like, what you been doing? Like, i just been living life, actually. It's kind of crazy. Ever since you left, you were a big part of who I was. Right. You know, me riding. Right. So ever <laughs> since you left, I was kind of forced to really create my own character and be my own person and that's how we change a lot too yeah like last time you see me my hair was black <laughs> now it's red <laughs> not on no emo stuff you and your whole face a little bit but wait nah you ain't hear that anyway but yeah it forced me to become my own person and i started making my own choices and not yeah. being afraid to do that too mm-hmm. yeah that's how you doing mm-hmm. but yeah i was like I broke up with this one girl, and I don't want to talk about women too much because that's not who I am. Yeah. But I, I have a different perspective on them in a yeah. better way. Like yeah. they're their own people, and right. I know that might sound insane to all the women that are potentially listening. But yeah. everybody is their own person, and they right. have their own life. They're not objects. They're not objects or pawns in mind. They're and then dead. They, they, we can't keep. You can't have them on a pedestal, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta treat them like people, because once you start to, you start to look at them as uh, not like they like the main course in the book. Yeah, like they the main course in the but like um, put them on these pedestals and you give them more power than you should. You start to feel powerless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it'll put you in a position where you feel like it's gotta be it and there's nothing else. And if it's anything else, you don't know what it is. And you don't even care to find. It. It, it, you, you become scared to interact with them because you see them as these powerful beings. Yeah. Now, women are powerful. Women are cool. But if you're not in tune with yourself enough, it'll ruin your whole life. Because then you'll start to put all of their priorities over your own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you can't put yourself first, then you know, you're going to get walked over a lot. I'm like, a lot. Yeah. That's something I want to talk about. Like People... What? People give up power in their own life and they complain when they don't have control. All right, keep going. So, another thing that happened when you left is I started using my phone a lot to get instant gratification or dopamine yeah. hits. And I was uh-huh. giving up uh-huh. my power to my phone. Yeah. And I started to feel depressed and lazy. Yeah. Anxious. Yes. Yeah. No control. Uh-huh. People have to, you have to take control of your own life and you can't use these distractions to fulfill it or you'll feel empty. Well, how do you suggest people take, well, what do you mean by take control of your life? What because I do, I do, a lot of times I talk like I say you can only control the controllables mm-hmm. and when you say take control of your life, that makes it seem like everything in their power is within their control, you know what I mean? But like, sometimes it's not like that, but keep going. Yeah. What I mean by take control is literally control what is controllable, exactly what you said. Yeah. So, I would, let's say I want to work out, right? Yeah. But instead of working out, I would stare at my phone for hours, look at TV. Yeah. Watch a YouTube video that don't help me. Uh-huh. Like, and then I don't end up working out. And I'm sad because of that. Yeah. If I would have taken control and initiative in my life, I would have got what I wanted to get done, done. What and type would, of control, though? Like, what type of control? Maybe, I'm not really sure how to put it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like self-discipline, you know? Yeah, okay, there we go. Now, self-discipline is a form of control. How do you become more disciplined? 
that's for you to figure out. You just got to get it. Whatever you want, you well, have to get without distracting yourself. Well, you tell me your definition of discipline, and then I'll see if I agree with you. My definition of discipline is getting what you, doing what you have to do to get what you truly want. And I'm not talking about... Throwing getting, niggas under the bus and shit, right? Yeah, I'm talking about achieving your greater goal. Like, what is your long-term goal for the next two years? Right. I'm asking. Me? Yeah. But... <laughs> This podcast got to take off. Okay. And I want to be helping a, 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 a wider range of people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love everybody that I have in, in the fan base and I, you know what I'm saying, that help and support me. But in the next two years, I want to grow up more and more. And then within the next year, I want to start recording it or on a podcast. And I want to be streaming and have some sort of income. But I don't want to do all this just for the income. I do it because I love to interact with people. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to do that? I'm not going to do it. How are you going to grow the fan base and start the videos and, like, live streams and all of that? Be more, not productive, but be more, um, what they call it, be consistent. What's make sure I'm constantly, what? No, no, keep going. Be consistent. Make sure I'm constantly getting content in. Make sure I'm constantly looking for new ideas, looking for feedback, understanding the feedback that I'm getting back from the people that are supporting me, mm-hmm. interacting with the people that I have right now. You know, and then I got to trust the fans to share the stuff out. So having loyalty from the fan base that I have and not looking at them as uh, I'm above them or anything, but I'm an equal to you. And I'm just the spokesperson and I'm getting it out. Yeah. The recording part, save up for a camera. I got a friend that'll let me, uh, my friend Melanie's going to let me use her camera when I get back to school. So thank you to Melanie for that one. <laughs> but, uh. While I use her camera, I probably end up saving up to get a PC. I save up to get a PC, I can start streaming. And then I can figure out my own camera eventually, but, yeah. So that will And then be, you got to oh. believe in yourself, too. Now you, you you can set all this shit up and say you're going to do this, this, and that, but you got to believe it's going to happen. It's Go nothing ahead. without faith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's nothing without faith. You right. can't accomplish anything without faith. But yeah. back to the discipline topic. Uh-huh. If you do all of those steps, that's you being disciplined to the goal that you want to accomplish. Okay. You can't just say, let's say I run track. Let's say I want to be the fastest ever. Right. I can't just say that and then Expect randomly working out and doing all of this stuff. You, you got to be consistent. You need to be consistent and dedicated to your goal for it to be accomplished. Okay. You're not going to get there by accident and people think that's going to happen. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Luck is my opportunity to meet preparation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we're viewing people and we see them get this uh, big surge of fame, it's not because they got lucky. I mean, yeah, to some extent, luck is a thing in itself. But back to the opportunity making, meeting hard work. Is that what I said? Yeah. Preparation meets hard work yeah. or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so people, what's done in the dark will come to the light. So people be working and working and working. And then, boom, then they get their spurt of fame. But we only see the part where they get famous. So we like, oh, this nigga an industry plant. Oh, this nigga, <laughs> he, uh, oh, he just, just got famous. He must have did something. He must have sold his soul, this, this, and that. But what they not knowing is he stayed up for a week straight working on editing his videos. He stayed up for a week straight looking for interviews to get. He stayed up for two months. Trying to find motherfuckers to interview him to get him a job or whatever the person did, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to get where they at. And we just see the end, we see the end part. You know, bamboo grow under the ground for 
a, a really long time before it shoot out of the ground and it and then we get to see the glorious big ass bamboo sticks that we see that damn near touch the skies but so we can't just discredit people because we didn't see the work that they was putting in and we can't never say that the work didn't exist because we didn't see it you know what i mean so mm -hmm. that's what luck is is when opportunity meet uh preparation or hard work i forget the quote exactly but yeah how, how do you feel about luck Yes, you just explained it perfectly. Yeah. Not too much more for me to say about it, but yeah. luck. I feel like I'm a really lucky person, right? Just because of like how I was like, nigga, not how I was born. Whoa, right? <laughs> well, I mean, like, some people were you a C-section? Maybe I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I got cut out. Yeah, I got cut out. Yeah. All right, all right. But just how I was luck born and how all the amazing people I have around. What me, you were born into is what pretty you're saying. Much, okay, yeah. there we go. And all the amazing people I've met and yeah. ran into, and yeah. also automatically had in my life in a way like you. Uh huh. So I feel like naturally I'm a lucky person, and I'm grateful for everything that I have. Yeah. So yeah, you feel like you lucky? Dog, I'm lucky as fuck. <laughs> I'm not even like I, I'm not even gonna sit here and I don't even like to sit back and take credit for like all the stuff that I feel like I've accomplished or other people have seen me do or the opportunities that I've been given but it's just been a lot of times where shit just so happened to work out and I feel like it's disrespectful to the universe if you take those opportunities and you throw them out the window by being undisciplined by doing shit you know you ain't supposed to do being places you know you're not supposed to be at you know what I mean? Just doing dumb stuff. Just throwing it all away for no reason. Yeah. I feel the more of those quote unquote lucky moments that I get, the more I feel like I got to be disciplined. The more I want to work harder. Because a lot of people, they get in a position where they get a lot of stuff and then they become complacent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like when, when I get in a position where it's like I'm handed something, like a blessing, bro. Okay, now I got to work harder. Now I got to do more work on the back end. Now I know what I've been doing, been working. It got me this much. If I do more, how much more can I get? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. How much can I add on to this? What can I do with this? And then the, the next part is not what can I do with this to benefit me, but what can I do with this gift that I was given to benefit others? How can Oof. I push this out to everybody else? How can I show people to get their own stuff? How can I show people to be more disciplined themselves? How can I show people to get more lucky? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So just... Just... I don't know, cause it's, I've been in a lot of environments where it's like shit can go wrong really fast. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's lucky you got to be lucky to get out of those type of situations. Cause a lot of people getting they get in the places that they can't get out of. A lot of people be in the same neighborhood that I was raised in and can't get out that mud. You know what I mean? They they just don't have a way. And I'm just glad I had the resources, like you were saying, and people around me that was able to lead me to the to the right way because as a kid you don't really have that much power over how your life go yeah and so then a lot of it is left up to chance a lot of it is left up to luck if you got good parents that's cool but some people don't not blessed enough to have good parents you get good parents that's cool but some people not blessed enough to be in an environment that allow that will allow them to grow i'm saying so we really powerful i mean we really powerless for a good majority of our lives and then it's up to us at some point out of nowhere to figure out what we want to do mm -hmm. um aristotle or who said i forget i don't like quoting the names because sometimes they'd be wrong but it was a quote that was like uh 
give me the give me the boy, I'll make him a man by the time he turns seven or something. You ever heard of that? No. So it's this thing that go like a child is you can change the directory of a well you can create the directory of a child's entire life by um teaching him stuff within the first seven years of their life. So whatever you teach a kid the first seven years of their life they've molded into what they're going to be. And from then on out, from seven and up, they just going to continue to grow to be into that person. And what they would do is the armies, like the gladiators and shit, you know, like the Spartans and shit, Yeah. they would take these kids and they would take them from infants, the mother would have to give them to the nigga, from infants, and they would train them from zero to seven. They'd bring back men, and that's how they, that's how they was building their armies. You know what I'm saying? So that, they was bred to be army man you know what I'm saying you bred to be a gladiator okay yeah so do you feel like people are bred to be bad things like murderers and robbers and all of that just how how they was raised yeah I mean you can't really for me I understand that murdering is bad but I don't feel like I don't feel like we can really blame the murderer for being a murderer what you mean by that it's like do do they necessarily understand why they doing what they doing? Mm-hmm. Do they understand the environmental factors that happen from that? Do they were they conditioned to do that? Where was they raised at? Who was their parents? It's like more questions to be asked than pointing a finger at somebody that kills somebody else. Mm-hmm. We gotta understand why why is kids killing each other? Who taught them to do that? A kid don't come out the womb and say. I'm gonna kill the next month. I see. You know, she's like, <laughs> yeah. that's just that's just not how it works. They had to see something. They had to see something, or something had to be enacted in front of them, or be had it been told to them, for them to feel like they got to kill somebody. Yeah. You know, they feel like they got to hurt somebody to put their hands on somebody. Now, some people just psychopaths, and that's another thing too. That's not your fault if you're a psychopath. It's not your fault if you're a sociopath. You know what I'm saying? That's what environmental factors breed in. So I think as a society, we got to do better at making our society a better place uh, in a way that doesn't breed murderers and serial killers. Now, I'm not saying we got to be the perfect utopia that doesn't have any type of uh, any bad people. But if we look at like the other countries, I need to get more educated. I feel like if I knew the country's names, it'd be so much more impressive. But it's countries out there that have small uh, crime rates. And neighborhoods don't really got a lot of breaking in and killing. You know what I'm saying? Like Switzerland and Norway? Yeah, shit like that. So I did know it in my head. I, I said Norway in my head. I just didn't say it out loud. But, I hope that's right. Yeah. But no. Yeah, like, it's a reason that these uh, communities in these countries don't have these big crime rates. Because the society that they built upon... Or the societal factors and the societal values aren't of what the United States got. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I couldn't repeat to you the Constitution. I don't know none of the declarations, bruh. All I know is man got the right to carry his own firearm. <laughs> and that and that in itself should show you that we built on a, a dog-eat-dog world. We taught you got to fight for yourself. You got to fiend for yourself. The American dream is for the man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The American dream wasn't for the people. And the American dream is say, 
each man should be able to live his own individual dream. So we built on a society that think about individualism, individual factors. And if you think to the wilderness and the wild, animals don't give a fuck who you are, bro. They're going to do whatever they got to do to protect themselves and their family. Yeah. So I feel like at, in, in, at some, in some piece of us, we all got that, that just, that, what they call it, that instinct to just protect ourselves and our family. So if you feel like you're being threatened, then yeah, you're going to kill somebody. If you feel like you're being threatened, yeah, you're going to protect your family. Yeah, you're going to do anything that you got to do to make sure somebody don't get you before you get them. Yeah. You got to make sure you don't get got. Or got going to get you. <laughs> Long story short, yeah. Nah. But like, really. So, yeah, I feel like America is just built on these individual, individualistic ideals that... If you if you can't fend for yourself, bro, don't expect no help from nobody else, bro. And if you get a family dog, okay, take care of him. Like Don Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all about family. But yeah, dog. How you how do you feel about murderers and all the crime rates and people doing this and that? I I feel like you can't blame the people, especially if they come from these troubled places, but they have to take some responsibility for their actions and what they do. Now, let me talk about that real quick. Because one thing I was doing a lot of work on is ignorance. Now, being ignorant of something is, is when you not aware of the situation going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, a lot of our fear is stem from ignorance. A lot of racism is stemmed from racism. Mm. I mean, a lot of... I say a lot of racism stems from racism. I mean, you're right, but yeah. A lot of racism is stemmed from ignorance. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, people are scared of a lot of things because they don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. When was the last time you were scared of something that you understood? Probably not too long ago, you know, to be honest. I'm saying, you scared of something that you understand? Oh, never. Never, never. How never. can you be confused about something if you understand what's going exactly. on? Exactly. I thought you said you didn't understand. Yeah, never. no, no, no. And, is it, and then, yeah, of course, you're going to be... Let's cross the street on him. Let's reverse the road. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's kind of hard to be scared of shit that you understand. Once yeah. you understand something, it's not really to be scared of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... People can't really take, people really can't take control over their life if they ignorant of what's going on in their life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, you can't expect somebody to change if they don't understand that they need to change. Mm-hmm. We can start to point fingers and blame them when we teach them the right way to go and we give them all the tools. It's up to them to implement them after that. Yeah. At a certain age, you got to become responsible over yourself, but that's only after you learn what's going on. That's only after you, you, you understand where you was going wrong at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to... And it's all about experience, too. Now, if I condition you to live in a bad neighborhood and all you ever see is a bad neighborhood, I can teach you good neighborhood things, right? I can teach you how... I can teach you dinner etiquette. Mm-hmm. I can teach you how to shake a hand. I can teach you how to be respectful. But that shit only going to work to an extent. Because mm-hmm. you're going to go outside and you're going to be like, damn, ain't nobody... Ain't nobody else doing it. Yeah. 
we as humans thrive off interacting with each other. We as humans thrive off copying each other. Copying is a thing, man. It's like, don't steal, but copy. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't copy, but steal. We steal away from each other. And we, we instill each other's values. A lot of, we all coincide and we working together to get through this life that we don't really understand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, where was I going with that? Oh, so you go outside, you you in this bad neighborhood, and you don't got nobody to, like, confirm your beliefs. So you start to conform. And conformity is something that is extremely scary in terms of, like, where you at. Because it's so dangerous. Conformity is when you in a situation, and uh, you start to change yourself because you want to be like those around you. So you in this bad neighborhood, I done taught you all this shit. But since you don't see nobody else doing it, you conform back to your old ways. So now you're stuck in the same cycle. Yeah. Now, let's take the example a step further. You was raised in this bad neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Teach you all these good values, how to shake a hand, how to be respectful, got manners and stuff, right? Yeah. I take you out of that bad neighborhood, and I put you in a new neighborhood, right? I put you in this new neighborhood. Now you able to, now you got people to practice on because they reflecting back. Yeah. You looking in the mirror and you seeing what you want to see. You know what I'm saying? And now you like, okay, that's confirmation. So people are confirming these new values that I'm instilling, that I'm learning. And boom, I'm going to put them in place. Boom, I'm going to use them. And that's when you start to grow as a person. That's when your discipline can start to work in. Change has to be consistent across all the boards. You can't just change one thing and nothing else don't change. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to be willing to accept change everywhere, even if everything don't change at the same time. There you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it's crazy how it works, but it works. So, how was your action? I forgot at this point. I was too busy learning. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was talking about... um. How hey, pe- how's it going? Good, good. and you? Good, good, good. But how people can, like, um... Oh, blaming people for their actions. Yeah, there we go. Man. What? Nothing. Letting it resonate. We talking on a podcast oh. right now. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't take be... that silence. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We was talking about all the problems with America and how it's not these people's fault that they're growing up in these projects and systems without food and knowledge, mm-hmm. growing up ignorant. Uh-huh. Ignorant being the lack of knowing, not being stupid. You are right. acting out. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel we can reduce the ignorance among all people, not just black people? Because there's a lot of rich people that are ignorant as well. It is. So if we want to start... And like the inner city, in these inner city neighborhoods. Where the most people are, yeah. Yeah. We're going to need luck to be on our side, right? Mm. So we're going to need these kids that's outliers, like me and you. You know the outliers? Person that stands out. Or Person that stands out. We're going to need these people that are black sheep. We're going to need the black sheep to the family to make it out, get all the experience. Cool, boom, you made it out. But we also going to need you to come back and yeah. teach the others. Mm-hmm. That's when you got to become the role model. So we're going to need luck on our side to get these kids out of these uh, terrible situations. Not terrible, but these bad situations. Mm-hmm. Need them to get out first. Go learn. Go explore. Go experience. And then bring it back. And then they got to start to build up their neighborhoods. 
Oh. They got to start to bring people up along with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And once we can get that, it's going to take time. You need luck and time on your side. And then you need opportunities. If you don't got that, then Nothing it's never going to work. Uh, rich people. Now, the way you get people to do stuff that you want them to do, it's not by asking them directly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you got to accommodate to everybody's differences. You know what I mean? The different coaching styles work in different situations. Now, if a kid was to grow up in a household where getting yelled at was always a negative thing, and he grows up retaliating against it and he doesn't like it, me coaching him by yelling at his ass is not going to get the job done. So I got to ask him the same thing in a different way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But even if I ask him in a different way, maybe talking soft ain't going to fly with the kid that need to be yelled at. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to change, keep changing your styles, but you asking for the same thing. Yeah. So when you want to work with rich people, what's the thing that means most to them? Money. Exactly. And in a sense, some people that are very rich only care about money. So I got to talk to this nigga, the rich dude, like, I'm about to, I'm getting him more money. In a way, it's going to be more profitable in the long run. You know what I'm saying? But I got to ask him in a way that's going to bring him back returns on his investment. Mm -hmm. Or he don't want to deal with it. And I understand that because time is money, money is time. You know what I'm saying? So we don't want to waste his time and he just doing some shit he don't really want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if he not totally with it, as long as he getting money, we get funding for anything that we need. Yeah. Some people just naturally nice. So some people that's rich want to help, but they don't know how to help and who to help. And they don't know if they helping, it's going to do any type of helping. So you just got to explain to them what their money is doing and where it's going and how it's going to be of value. Okay. So you just got to learn how to deal with people in a way that gets you what you want and what they want. It always got to be win-win. Mm-hmm. When you always think win-win, everything will work out. When you start to think win-lose and win-lose situations and this, this, and that, that's where life gets to feeling like an uphill battle. Yeah. That's when life gets to feeling like everybody's against you. That's when you get you versus everybody. That's when you get the self-centeredness. When it's, I got to win, you got to lose. Everybody can win. That's when you get the togetherness going on. And that's how you get people to start to intertwine with each other and want to help each other and uplift each other. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading this book. It's called The Dance of Anger. Okay. And it talks about human implication a lot and how to make people feel valuable. Yeah. And the benefits of making them feel valuable, too. Right. Because let's say you have a brother or sister that's depressed and yeah. feel useless. Mm-hmm. If you, you don't want to tell them about your problems because you don't want them to feel responsible or make what they got going on worse, right? Right. But that's exactly what you need to do sometimes to make them feel useful in their own way. Yeah. Because they don't know. They think they're worthless and you not helping them in yeah. some way is proving that correct. Yeah. So sometimes, like you said, you have to talk to them a certain way to te- like to help them uh-huh. help themselves. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But if you have a depressed person in your family and you don't know how to deal with them, sometimes yeah. you need to let them in on what you got going on so they can give themselves worth in your work. Yeah. You're going to feel worthless if you don't give yourself worth. Right. And people, like the rich person you said, uh-huh. they don't know what they're going to do is help 
is helping until they see it themselves because of their ignorance to it. Yeah. So you need to, yeah, you need to make people feel worth, worthful, worth something, worth something. Yeah. People don't feel like they worth something. It 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 get hard to feel like you want it. And like I was saying, we as people want this togetherness. We want to be connected. We want to have connections to each other. Mm-hmm. We want to feel like we're of some use to society in some way. And if you don't, you start to question your purpose on earth. And that's when you start to get suicidal because you feel like you're not supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? When, when robots feel like they're being overworked or something or they don't have a task to do, nigga, they self-destruct. They don't have any reason in being here. If they can't fulfill their purpose here, what are they here for? It's a waste of time. Yeah. You're doing nothing but living a painful life if you don't feel worth something. You don't got to be worth what I want to be worth. You don't got to be worth what Kanye West is worth, Elon Musk is worth, all these rich motherfuckers, all these famous people. But you got to be worth something to yourself. Yeah. You got to understand what you want to be and where you want to be at. And when you can do that, then that's when you can start to help those around you. But you're not, you you have no use to anybody, even yourself, if you don't have any type of purpose that you want to, that you feel like that you could ball out on just feel like you can go achieve and it don't always got to be easy because nothing is easy or hard you just got to be one you just got to be willing to do it a common misconception with procrastination is that oh i'm a procrastinator on this i'm that no you're not a procrastinator you are procrastinating and why are you because procrastinating is a is a is a verb it's an action it's a it's an avoidance of something right yeah if you're procrastinating 18, you, damn, all other cars want procrastinating 18 because you don't want to do the task at hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you want to do something, you get up and you do it, right? Yeah. Why didn't you procrastinate? Because I wanted to do it. Exactly. You ain't want to do the homework, so why would you want to do it? You're going to find every excuse not to do it. Find the shit that you want to do and do it. How do you feel like you find this? How do you find shit to do? How do you find shit to do? Yeah. You just do shit. Type shit. I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's just as simple as that. There's no special there's no special formula that I can give you. There's no secret formula I can give you that, like, tell you how to do something differently, if that makes sense. It's not or how to do something new. Yeah, it's, not, it's nothing complicated. You want to do something, just do it. Just do it. And then figure out if you like it. I say jump into it rather than trying to gauge it out and see if you're going to like it or not from a distance. Mm-hmm. Bro, just get in the water, bro. See how you like it. Yeah, so dip your toe in it and then jump in, bro. Or you're going to be sitting on the edge of the pool your whole life. Stop being subconscious. I mean, stop being subconscious about it and afraid. Self-conscious. Self-conscious? Yeah, subconscious is oh, a totally different kind. Yeah. Self-conscious of it. Stop being self-conscious and weary of it. Yeah, and trying to... Uh, you just got to do it. Life is experience. Life is an experience. And the only way you're going to get good at it is by experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all just went on a walk with us. I hope this come out good. I'm going to try to do some editing to make it palatable to listen to. But, thanks. Yeah.